All right. Good evening, folks. It's a couple days after the, uh, what was that stupid thing called? State of the Union. What the hell is that? I don't even know what that means. I don't know what today's date is. So anyway, welcome to the uh, Our Chitty Opinion Podcast. Um, triggering left this one opinion at a time. Don't forget, you can leave a text or a voicemail at 339-224-4341. Uh, today, tonight, this evening, this morning, whatever it is you, you're actually listening to this, I just figured that I wanted to go over the State of the Union. I didn't really want to do it, but I figured what the hell, because I didn't realize that someone could sit there and flip-flop, lie, and, um, you know, just throw so much wrong information out in 45 minutes on such major issues. Uh, I'm not really here to just debunk and lie. I mean, I think we, everybody who, who watched and has even half a brain knew or could see how, many, how much lying went on and came out of his mouth the other night hold on why did my mic just flipped oops there we go and um so hopefully but what i want to do is not hopefully but what i want to try to do is i will obviously go over and refute and be all bent out of shape about certain things at the same time um i'd really want to go through the actual state of the union i mean of in what's going on in this country and which is what the point of the state of the union is to talk about how where this country stands and what's been going on um this past year which he never did. He kind of brought up a few things, like inflation for a minute, but he never said, you know, the reason why. He just said, he basically, our president, decided to just say what he, like, act like he just gotten off his yesterday and say, I'm going to do this. We need to do that. And blah, 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 blah. But didn't, didn't really get to the core of where we are now and why it's happening. And I think that's important that we all understand that. And then we can go over what some of his solutions are and everything else. So hopefully I can just briefly refute a few things that he said. If we haven't heard any already, you can hear my version of it, I guess. the um, I thought I would have to suffer through this bullshit again, and I'm glad I didn't. I had a, uh, on the Biden YouTube channel, there was a, quote, highlight reel, which is actually what I searched for because I did want to avoid having to fast forward and skip through and do um, mocks on the things you can say. And they pretty much covered everything in 11 minutes, what he wanted to say with all the, all the in-between stuff, like the clapping and all the, all those sorts. Um, so we'll go over, we'll play what he says point by point, and then I'll kind of throw my two cents in and see and just basically state the obvious. Uh, well, what should be obvious, I hope. And you can call me stupid and disagree. It's fine. So... Here we go. Let's see. He miscalculated. He thought he could roll into Ukraine and the world would roll over. Instead, he met with a wall of strength he never anticipated or imagined. He met the Ukrainian people. When dictators do not pay a price for their aggression, they cause more chaos. We are ready. We are united, and that's what we did. We stayed united. We prepared extensively and carefully. We spent months building coalitions of other freedom-loving nations in Europe and the Americas, to, from America to the Asian and African continents, to confront Putin. Okay. First off, where do you, we're all living through and witnessing what's going on in the Ukraine and everything else and the invasion. And if you probably listen to my previous, if you listen to my previous podcast, going over the whole Ukraine situation based off of facts and 
you know our opinions on what is really going on the um the idea that he says that you know he brought the world together that he was the um you know came up with this plan and figured it all out beforehand if they figured all this stuff out beforehand this and still let this happen do people not see a problem with this like they're applauding the idea that they brought the world together that they're all united yet they still allow this man to do this how does that make sense how does it make sense hi i have this information on this um uh impending attack on a major city just what do they do get together on, on the phones or whatever it is they do and say okay thank you just let them go and we'll see what happens from there i mean like seriously i don't I, I don't get it i don't get it and look what it's done look what look what it's done we have people running around getting throwing away russian vodka and russian gigs and you know banning um russian-based cartoons like anastasia on disney and all the stupid stuff it makes no sense it does nothing taking them out of video games and you know in wasting alcohol and you know all these things and it's 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 mind-blowing to me so they allowed this to happen they had all this information is saying but they allowed this to happen tonight i say to the russian oligarchs and the corrupt leaders who built billions of dollars off this violent regime by the way i'd like to make a <coughs> excuse me <coughs> make a point a lot of these people there's a lot of um ukraine flag pins but there's there seems to be more of those in American flag pins than that these uh, whoever's attending is wearing. So just I'd, I'd just like to point that out, by the way. No more. The United States. I mean it. Department of Justice is assembling a dedicated task force to go after the crimes of the Russian oligarchs. We're joining with European allies to find and seize their yachts, their luxury apartments, their private jets. We're coming for you, ill-begotten gains. And tonight, I'm announcing that we will join our allies in closing off American airspace to all Russian flights, further isolating Russia. All right. I don't know what taking people's property is going to do. I don't. I really don't. I don't know what that does. I mean, it, it punishes them. Fine. It does not stop people from dying in the Ukraine and potentially in russia it doesn't it doesn't stop that at all i mean they're trying to get them to be like oh you can't you, you're gonna take our stuff then fine we give up it, do, it doesn't work that way if you're a, a, a russian oligarch or a ukrainian oligarch or whoever your money's all over the place you're fine all right you're fine you're not pinning these people into a corner in in shutting off russian airspace or russians from the airspace is just another way to start another problem i think at least and you're sitting there saying you're going to cut these oligarchs out from coming to this country. I mean, they got plenty of other places they can go, and they'd, they'd, they'd probably rather go anyway. Um, so I don't know what that actually would do. And adding additional squeeze on their economy. And that's the thing. He says he's going to add an additional squeeze on the economy. Did, how, does, how does hurting innocent Russian citizens do any good for anybody? It doesn't because Putin obviously doesn't care about uh, those citizens. And what's he going to do? Like, oh, I'm going to do this for my people. He, he already thinks he's doing something for his people and for his country. He's trying to build an empire. This type of stuff just tells you the, the misunderstanding of what is actually Putin's motivation 
and it's it's quite frightening to be honest with you because they're doing more to hurt citizens than they are to actually hurt the tyrant in charge in Russia. He has no idea what's coming. He pretty much knows. The pandemic has been punishing. And so many families are living paycheck to paycheck, struggling to keep up with the rising cost of food, gas, housing, and so much more. My dad had to leave his home in Scranton, Pennsylvania. All right. He loves... He loves bringing up these stupid stories. Like, you'd think his dad was like Forrest Gump and did all these things in the world. It's in like in 90% of them have been proven to be lies. Uh, all these little family stories that he talks about and tries to like make you make it feel like he understands what you're going through despite him being in politics for 50 years in, you know, making millions as a politician, which is quite fascinating and an amazing thing where you should not be making millions as you're saving every single paycheck and not spending your money. Um, he, it just, it's, it, the idea that you know people can't afford things because of COVID and because of this. No, it's because of them. It's because of the Democrats and the tyrannical ways of wanting to control you, telling you that you can't work, convincing people that they got to change their lives completely for something that has never been proven, for false numbers and lies in the supposed science. That have been proven wrong, and in in numbers have come out say it was based off of nothing. It was based off of power. That's why it's their fault that people are struggling. Not a, you, you can't blame a virus. You can't. Can't blame a virus with a 0.02% survival rate for a majority of the citizens for crippling an economy and making people suffer financially. And you to find work. So, like many of you, I grew up in a family when the price of food went up. It was felt throughout the family. It had an impact. That's when one of the first things I did as president was fight to pass the American Rescue Plan. Because people were hurting. We needed to act, and we did. Few pieces of legislation have done more at a critical moment in our history to lift us out of a crisis. It fueled our efforts to vaccinate the nation and combat COVID-19. It delivered immediate economic relief to tens of millions of Americans. It helped put food... Okay. Giving money to people and spending, you know, a trillion dollars actually raised was part of the inflation going on now. It didn't actually do anything for anybody except make less people work, which can still continues to this day. So there is no actual evidence that the rescue plan helped anybody, but there's more evidence that the rescue plan hurt this country and is part of the reason why we are in the position we are in today on the table, unlike the $2 trillion tax cut passed in the previous administration that benefited the top 1% of Americans, the American Rescue Plan. All right. The, P, Democrats love, and, and people who hate the idea, I mean, taxes is the, the it, it is, in, in essence, because you're, you're paying a fee to live your life, okay? But they always bring up this $2 trillion tax cut that helped all these people. Now, here's the thing. It didn't it helped me? I got a twelve percent increase in my paycheck because of that. So the fact that he says it didn't help anybody in the middle class and everybody else suffered isn't true. It is not true, okay? And the still 
the richer people still paid more taxes than the middle class people. They did. They still pay and cover the largest percentage of the taxes in this cut, the federal taxes in this country, than all the middle class combined. So they can keep trying to tout that all they want. It's it's still a lie. It is. And when you when you, and those tax cuts also helped increase the job market and the economy at the same time, and they saw a growth in the economy like we hadn't seen in decades, and a growth in the job market like we haven't seen ever in, across the board. And that's a fact. The American Rescue Plan helped working people and left no one behind. Didn't help anybody. It, it gave me extra money that I didn't need. I would have rather have gone somewhere else. Some people needed it, jobs, sure. Lots of jobs. In fact, our economy created over 6.5 million new jobs just last year. All right, this, this claim that any, most, every administration says they create jobs. The government does not create jobs 99% of the time. When you take 12 million people out of work, tell them they cannot go to work, shut down places so they cannot work, and then they go back to work, that's not creating jobs. That's people going back to work. Creating jobs is the biggest fucking lie that these this administration loves to do. They, he literally had the easiest job when it came to the economy in the job market was to just when he came into presidency, was just leave it alone. And, and naturally, it would have just figured itself out. And he would be way better off now than, he, than, than we are. So we right now are still below where we should be in the job market because every time people go back to work, we lo- a million people leave work. And this still doesn't account for the people who don't even register as unemployed. So still millions more who are unemployed. So it's a lie. The only time it is, I would believe, and I consider it not a lie, is when you start opening up new industries or opening up old industries again and, and people go are going to work. Okay, when you come into office and you take 15,000 people out of a job right off the bat with the pipeline, you could actually put those 15,000, 20,000 people back into a job by opening that pipeline. That would be creating a job. Okay, open up coal mines again like when Trump did. That's creating a job. All right, if you start building and bringing more manufacturing jobs over here rather than China making chips and so forth and so on and allowing those things to occur with tax cuts for these big companies to create these jobs and bringing them here that can be done here, that's creating jobs. They did none of that. None of that. It's a complete fucking lie, a complete fallacy, and tons of people are still out of work because they do not want to go back to work, thanks to his little rescue plan. More jobs in one year than ever before in the history of the United States of America. The economy grew at a rate of 5.7 last year, the strongest growth rate in 40 years. In the- the, I will give him that. The economy grew, but it also would have grown on its own naturally as people started going back out in public so when you sit there and you started something at zero we'll say we'll just use zero six nobody was at work and nobody was spending money then all of a sudden they say hey you know you can go back to work some of you you can start spending some money some of you can start opening this uh restaurant you can start opening this bar again and people start spending money yeah it naturally was going to happen this didn't do anything they did nothing they took the tyrannical laws and rules off of you 
and said you could live your life a little bit more normal. That's all they did. And then the states that did it completely, like Florida, Texas, and the Dakotas, they were fine. And that's where like a lot of these numbers come from, those situations. They definitely didn't come from places like, you know, uh, Massachusetts or California or wherever because everything was still closed, all right, in New York. And people can't go out to eat and do those things. Those numbers don't come from there. Okay, so it's a big fucking lie that would have been a natural progression as people went on and went out more. That's it. Nothing. The administration, the only thing they had to do with it was loosening the leash on the, the fucking citizens of this country. First step in bringing fundamental change to our economy that hasn't worked for working people in this nation for too long. That's why my top priority is getting prices under control. Look, our economy roared back faster than almost anyone predicted. But the pandemic meant that businesses had a hard time hiring enough people because of the pandemic to keep up production in their factories. Again, it was it, if they sat there and allowed people to go back to work sooner, then everything would have been a lot quicker to get back to, to normal manufacturing, normal sales, and normal work. But they did not. They struck the fear of death into this country based off of no facts, no figures, no nothing. They just said, trust us. And it backfired financially and economically in this country. Absolutely ridiculous, absolute bullshit, and a complete fucking lie. All right, like again, a virus doesn't say you can or cannot do this. It's the people who tell you that you're supposedly supposed to trust that tell you how to live your life and to close your factories and to close these things and to fucking social distance or wear a mask and make up all these fucking rules that do absolutely nothing and did absolutely nothing but make people's lives worse. And so we have a choice. One way to fight inflation is to drive down wages and make Americans poorer. I think I have a better idea to fight inflation. Lower your costs, not your wages. All right, simple business. Like for anybody who, like, because he's never worked for a private company, owned a business legally or anything, the, you cannot raise wages and cut costs, especially because the number one cost for any business is wages, is paying the employees, the number one cost. What idiot doesn't know this? So we're going to pay you more and then we're going to skimp on the quality of of what we have or what we can do is we're going to pay you we're going to pay you $5 more an hour in order to do that we're going to cut employees say you know so save that $5 and this you know disperse it we'll say someone who makes $20 an hour will take $5 from there so we'll get four more people but we'll lose another employee like that's how that would work except you'd have to lose more employees than to, to cover the cost so you don't lower the quality of whatever it is your service or your product it makes no sense economically it's a, it'd be a disaster a disaster it will not work and a lot of places are raising their hourly wages they just want a minimum wage to say whatever fine I mean, when wages say whatever, a lot of places are raising their wages and people are still not going back to work. He's not pointing that out. The fact that places like Target, places like Dunkin' Donuts, places that you'd never dream of are paying 16 to $24 an hour now. 
And that's not even upper management position for the $24 an hour. That's just based off experience and a little bit more responsibility. So that is far and beyond a livable wage. And people are still not going back to work. People are still avoiding it because they feel like those are the jobs that are beneath them or something. Or, or and somehow providing for their family any way possible doesn't exist anymore. There's an ethics problem with that, an ethics issue that they had opened up by giving away money repeatedly and then getting people to keep begging for it and they keep trying to give it to them. It's ridiculous. It's not the only reason why. You know, I'm sure a lot of people's eyes open and they find out there's a th thousand other things they wanted to do, like be TikTok stars or some bullshit, you know? <clears throat> but the fact is, a lot of these companies are raising their wages and it's changing, all right? Because now they're going to be competitive. So, I mean, in that sense, it worked. You know, but to tell people they got to cut costs at the same time while raising the costs at the same time makes no fucking sense. It literally cancels itself out. It's a, probably the dumbest fucking suggestion he made all night. And folks. And there's a room full of idiots, like, applauding this. That means make more cars and semiconductors in America. More infrastructure and innovation in America. More goods moving faster and cheaper in America. More jobs where you can earn a good living in America. Instead of relying on foreign supply chains, let's make it in America. All right. As far as the world economy and how, how it works, is I am all for the, I mean, I buy everything I can, like, like consciously that I can. Like this stuff I don't pay attention to. But if I see American companies in American made things like this is a shoe company that I really like that I I buy shoes from every once in a while when I need a pair of shoes and they're made in America and out in Utah. All right, I try to buy the New Balance made in America if I buy um, like walking shoes or or workout shoes. Um, but only 25% of the shoes are made in America. But they're still made up here in, uh, locally in Maine. The thing is, you can't, so I am all for opening all these American companies, but the problem is you cannot sit there and justify the the costs of things if you're not competitive and you're not a competitive market. You can, we can literally be here and, you know, open up t-shirt shops, you know, that we all, everybody loves selling their t-shirts and their products. I'm one of them, okay? You can sit there and you can open up a, a manufacturing, uh, um, excuse me, a manufacturing site. You can open up a new restaurant. You can open up, excuse me, a new clothing store, not restaurant, clothing store. Anything you want. You can open them up everywhere. But the thing is though, if you're only competing with yourself, then there's no market. You can't just have a local market and expect costs to stay down. It does not work that way. It doesn't. You need to be competitive on a global level. You need people from other countries buying your shit. In, in order to do that is how you keep costs down. But if you're only catering to people in your own area, it, it, it can't work that way. It doesn't. It just won't. And it's, 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 it's an, I mean, I am a art technical educated person in college dropout and I can figure this shit out I can and anybody can if you really just sit there and think about how that works like I said I love the idea of American made and things along those lines but you still gotta buy the if you're making t-shirts you're still gonna buy the actual t-shirts okay if you can get them for 40 cents a piece from Vietnam but they're gonna cost you a dollar a piece here because of you want to pay people more or you're gonna unionize or whatever, that just raises costs. And if you're only selling to people here, you're not gonna make any money. So there's no there's no reason to be making these businesses. There's none. 
There's been a law on the books for almost a century to make sure taxpayers' dollars support American jobs and businesses. Every administration, Democrat and Republican, says they'll do it. But we're actually, we're actually doing it. We'll buy America to make sure every, everything from the deck of an aircraft carrier to the steel on highway guardrails is made in America from beginning to end. All of it. All of it. America used to have the... I want to say I'm sorry, but I, like that's not even possible at this point. That would take decades, I think, or at least a decade to be able to make that possible. There's so much stuff that would have to go into that that we do not even get from here, whether it's computer parts for the computer or the materials. They do not make them here. I mean, they probably could, but they don't. I mean, I think I think it's I agree with them. I think it's a great goal, but in in, in reality, I, it's not going to work. Like I said, on a global scale, if you cannot get people globally to buy your stuff, why do you think all the car manufacturers are gone? Because other places made other made this made vehicles better, cheaper in Japan, and so they started moving their factories elsewhere. Okay, there's certain things here that they do do better. Like Volkswagen, when they moved to Mexico and started assembling and putting the cars together there, the cars sucked. When they moved them to Alabama, they got better again. You know, things like that, you know, but they still have to get global pieces and everything else together. When a car is made, for instance, you the, 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 the transmission comes from one place, the engine comes from another place. They don't come from just here. It, does, it doesn't, it, things like that don't work. Bits and pieces got to come from everywhere. You can assemble here, Sure. But they also, if they're going to, they want to do all this American-made stuff, they do need to realize, all right, that this country needs to be educated on this stuff and back to these manufacturing jobs and back to these type of things. I mean, it's, it's a great pipe dream to have. It's, like I said, it's a pipe dream that I, I agree with. But the problem is you have to lower the ruling and the regulations on what is considered American-made or made in America. If you don't realize that we get 80% of our meat in the in the grocery store comes from overseas, comes from Australia and China. And all they have to do is bring it here and package it, and then it can be considered an American product. And that goes for anything. I used to work, my, 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 my family used to do um, manufacturing over in Asia, and we'd bring the stuff over, and then what we would do is the customers would want Made in America, so we'd have Made in America stickers made, and I'd stick them on the fucking product. That's it, just because the business uh, the company that they went to to get them made is an, is an American company who sourced to us. So the, the, the trick has been there for decades, you know, and it's no different now. Like you just bring a product in, you handle it here essentially, and then it's boom, made in America or whatever, or some, you'll see assembled in America. That's great. You got a puzzle shipped here from China. So they need to change, if they want this, and they want to be real, they want people to actually, it's like the, when you have organic. Just because it says organic doesn't mean it came from an actually organic ground. You, have, you need virgin ground to be organic, which is rare when it comes to growing. It can't be any toxins in it at all, okay? But, it's so, but it doesn't happen that way, okay? It just doesn't. Grass-fed meat, okay, what's that mean? The, the cow ate grass. I mean, it could still be locked in a fucking cage, or a pen eating the grass doesn't mean anything. There's a lot of lying and loopholes and stuff. This guy loves talking about loopholes and taxes. Got to talk about loopholes and regulations and change that. That's what's going on here. Okay, so you can't sit there and tout, "I'm going to do this, or we're going to do that," and it's just that easy. It doesn't. You have to change a lot of regulations and rules to follow these standards. Best roads, bridges, and airports on earth, and now 
Our infrastructure is ranked 13th in the world. We won't be able to compete for the jobs of the 21st century if we don't fix it. That's why it was so important to pass the bipartisan infrastructure law. And I thank my Republican friends for joining to invest and rebuild America. All right, this is where he goofed because the infrastructure bill is gone. Out of here. Senate voted against it. So talking about that is pointless. But if you can't, what do roads and bridges have to do with laws? I mean laws, getting jobs. It doesn't. Like, they, like you can't get there. They exist. But here's the problem. We all pay taxes in each state. All right? It, 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 when we buy gas, buy anything to do with our car, Massachusetts and Oklahoma were the only two loser states that have a, an excise tax. That type of money is supposed to go to fixing our roads and bridges. That's why we pay tolls, all right, so we can pay for these things, all right? The federal government has nothing to do with it. This is like an agree, a universal agreement of how you take care of your highways. That's why every state has a DOT to take care of these things. So the federal government does not need to put billions and trillions of dollars straight into doing actual infrastructure, which I give them credit because that is actual infrastructure because for months and months and months, they kept saying that childcare was infrastructure, Okay, paying you to go to college was infrastructure. It's not. That is actual infrastructure. So I will give them um, credit for finally getting that right, but still has nothing to do with getting jobs. It doesn't. There's people out there who do this for their job. The DOTs are in charge of it. If states weren't so corrupt and start giving themselves raises, the money would go there. If you didn't pay toll workers sixty to seventy grand a year to sit there, you know, and collect a dollar, you wouldn't have this issue. So. This bill that he keeps babbling about is dead. It's so parties. stupid. It's, it it's hilarious. It's not going to happen because it can't. It's done. Weeks. We're now talking about an infrastructure decade. In Virginia, I met a 13-year-old boy, the handsome young man standing up there, Joshua Davis. He and his dad both have type 1 diabetes. which means they need insulin every single day. Insulin costs about $10 a vial to make. That's what it costs the, the pharmaceutical company. But drug companies charge families like Joshua and his dad up to 30 times that amount. I spoke with Joshua's mom. Imagine what it's like to look at your child who needs insulin to stay healthy and have no idea how in God's name you're going to be able to pay for it what it does to your family, but what it does to your dignity, your ability to look your child in the eye, to be the parent you expect yourself to be. I really mean to think about that. That's what I think about. You know, yesterday, Joshua's here tonight, but yesterday was his birthday. Happy birthday, buddy, by the way. <clears throat> by the end of this year, the depths will be down. Okay, so... The whole insulin thing is a big bunch of bullshit. Okay, first of all, back in 2020, Trump had put in a an executive order to lower the price of insulin and help people get it from Canada. And you know, he did a lot of things to help lower the cost of prescription drugs, but it's gone up and down, up and down. The um, we know for people with Medicare and all, all sorts of things. But you know, the big part was a lot of people going to Canada to get their insulin because it's way cheaper. So he wanted to make it a lot easier and cut the price down here for people to get insulin. Uh, in, insulin. And so he signed an executive order. And two days before it was supposed to pass on January 22nd of uh, 2021, 
our fearless leader here decided to put a freeze on that, right? And you know, which is somewhat common for newer administrations to do that. But he's had a year to sit there and actually look over it and, and approve it. He has not, because he's using it as a as, as an original thing for himself, as something for himself. Okay, so the cost of insulin is up because of this guy. Because he had a, a, a gateway, easy way to sit there and lower it immediately and did not. Okay, so Trump had this in place and he fucked it up. Less than half of what it was before I took office. The only president ever to cut the deficit by more than $1 trillion in a single year. Lowering your cost also meant demanding more competition. <coughs> I'm a capitalist, but capitalism without competition is not capitalism. Capitalism without competition is exploitation. Just a few days ago, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention issued a new mask guidelines. Under the new guidelines, most Americans and most of the country can now go mask-free. And based on projections, based on projections... Okay, okay, it's funny how he says that now they can go mask-free when just a few months ago they said they were pointless. But then they waited now to say that you can go mass free. Like this is all stuff that like he's saying that he did, despite for the a there's never been a a solid study saying that masks work. And the one example that the CDC gave was a bullshit study based off of people not attending these locations, okay, and these schools. So the couple of studies that were done with sixty with thousands of people have proved that they did not work. There's only been a couple of them. Right, because we've only had what two fucking years to actually do our own study that we did not do. So we had to rely on other countries to do studies, and they did, and they proved that they did not work. There was no proof that these worked. This was all smoke and mirrors. Okay, I only wore it if I had to in certain places, but I didn't wear it when you know if in places where I you know people would kick me out of like the grocery store. Okay, if, and that was like the only place I wore. It. Everywhere else I did not. All right, because I think it's stupid. It's really uncomfortable. I don't like it. Okay, maybe because I'm a smoker, so I feel weird breathing into and out of things covering my face. But they're pointless. It's been proven. You can clearly see when people, you know, online will sit there and breathe smoke out of it. Okay, because we knew. But if you can breathe smoke out of it, you can see things that you can't see can definitely fit through it. It's pointless. This is another hero gaslighting situation that he thinks he has, and he's helping people, which is bullshit. Because magically, before. The State of the Union. Everybody was on on red alert still, you know, in these high places. And, ne- and then the next day, all of a sudden, from going from red, everybody's back down to just about normal. If you look at the map, okay. And then all these Democrat cities, like like Boston, were saying we're going to have all these guidelines for months. We're going to have these phases, and all of a sudden they just canceled all of them. It's it, it's fucking stupid. It's such a game, all right? They politicized this whole thing and based it off of nothing but their own egos. More of the country will reach a point across that point across the next couple of weeks. And thanks to the progress we've made in the past year, COVID-19 no longer need control our lives. I know some are talking about living with COVID-19. But tonight, I say that we never will just accept living with COVID-19. We'll continue to combat the virus as we do other diseases. And because this virus mutates and spreads, we have to stay on guard. We have the tools we need. It's time for America to get back to work and fill our great downtowns again with people. People working from home can feel safe and begin to return to their offices. We're doing that here in the federal government. 
The vast majority of federal workers. You know who said that two years ago? Work in person. Our schools are open. President Trump. Let's keep it that way. Our kids need to be in school. Okay. This country spent so much time, the teachers, the National Teachers Union and all that shit, trying to keep kids out of school. We were the only country who did that. We were the only country that wanted to torture our children, make them wear masks, make and slow down their learning curve, like or widen their learning curve and slow down their learning ability. That literally, there's been more damage done with these fucking regulations for these poor kids as a suicide rate went up amongst nine-year-olds, over 50%, as drug overdoses went up like tenfold, okay? And these people did not care about, they didn't care about lives. Kids were the least susceptible people to COVID. In fact, more damage has been done with the vaccine to people under, in school-age people than it has without the vaccine, then COVID did it itself, and those numbers are out there. So the fact that they sit there and he's he's gonna he's making it like he's some sort of fucking hero is a joke. It never should have happened in the first place, and there was plenty of people who were saying that, plenty of people who know what they were talking about that they silenced, all right? Because these selfish fucking teachers want to stay home and go on vacation and collect the fucking paycheck and not educate it these children these kids suffered. I used to talk to the kids in high school when I'd see them working at places and ask them about. It. They hated it. They wanted to go back to school. It was stupid to them, right? You don't hear many kids who want to go back to school. You don't. And, like, they've missed out on so much, like, things that you need to live as a teenager. And these people fucked it up. They did. They fucked up a lot of these kids' lives and these young, young kids' lives. And they made, like, they, they, they gave them, like, new mental issues, mental health issues. It's absolutely ridiculous. He's trying to take credit for something that he caused, again, it's ridiculous. And it's still now. It's still an issue now. Kids are still suffering having to wear masks. Okay? Kids are still traumatized by their parents who believe this shit that they went through their heads. And it's horrible. I'd hate to see the long-term effects of this. But the fact that like things like suicide rates and drug rates and self-harm rates and all those things have gone up and these people did not care about that is sad and ridiculous. <clears throat> Let's take on mental health, especially among our children whose lives and education have been turned upside down. American Rescue Plan gave schools money to hire teachers and help students make up for lost learning. I urge every parent to make sure. Okay, how do you make up for lost learning? Studies have kind of found out that um, the younger age kids, I want to say, was it like four to I don't know, seven or whatever, are like 40% behind in reading and speech development. How does giving more money speed that up and bring that back? It doesn't. You can't You can't sit there and erase what happened and then get them quicker to learn. There are certain times in our lives while we're growing up that we're more susceptible to learning certain things through repetition, through seeing things. And they fuck that up. And they think somehow giving money, the whole goal here is giving money, all right? There's obviously the way to fix this, let the kids go back to fucking normal. And, and, and avoid making it worse. That's the only way. Giving money isn't going to do that. It will do nothing. Your, your school, your school does just that. They have the money. We can all play a part. Sign up to be a tutor or a mentor. Children were also struggling before the pandemic. Bullying, violence, trauma, and the harms of social media. As Frances Haugen, who is here tonight with us, has shown 
We must hold social media platforms accountable for the national experiment they're conducting on our children for profit. This is the one thing that I majorly uh, agreed with him on, and I believe that they should be regulated to that manner. Um, this woman, Frances Haugen, or Hogan, whatever the fuck her name is, from Facebook, actually didn't do shit. She didn't blow the whistle on anything that nobody already knew about social media. So it's a little ridiculous that she's there, and none of the family members from the 13 troops that died in Afghanistan are there, but this woman's there. And that's a, a side note, but... This is something I agree with and I think should be done. I think they should be regulated that way. I do not think they should be owning them like they do, telling them to do this and to do that. Like, you know, um, you know about what they call consider misinformation and, and free speech. But they should be regulations of some sort or or um, filters to, to keep these kids from having to deal with these bullying situations um, that, like, Twitter allows and all these other places allow, despite how much you might... Um, and Facebook and my matter or whatever it's called Instagram that um that damage kids and psychologically and it's horrible and there should be some sort of something done a lot quicker when these things are reported because a lot of these sites do not do anything they'll take down something you you can't you type in Biden sucks or Biden's a loser on in a post they'll they, they shut it down not even allowed to be posted but like places like Twitter will allow videos of 13 year old girls being raped on there and because they consider it news so there needs to be something done because this is absolutely ridiculous and the fact that they can sit there and think that it can't be done these algorithms can sense everything and read everything so fast it can be done but somehow they refuse it i've been caught calling someone a whore and i was kicked off of twitter for doing that i wasn't even calling anybody was whore i was referencing something it wasn't even a direct shot at them i mean they deserve to be called a whore by the way It is in this moment that our character of this generation is formed. Our purpose is found. Our future is forged. Well, I know this nation. We'll meet the test. Protect freedom and liberty. Expand fairness and opportunity. And we will save democracy. As hard as those times have been, I'm more optimistic about America today than I've been my whole life. Because I see the future that's within our grasp. Because I know there's simply nothing beyond our, our capacity. We're the only nation on earth that has always turned every crisis we've faced into an opportunity. The only nation that can be defined by a single word, possibilities. So on this night, on our 245th year as a nation, I've come to report on the state of the nation, the state of the union. And my report is this. The State of the Union is strong because you, the American people, are strong. We are stronger today. This is going to be the biggest gas. We are stronger today than we were a year ago. Stupid, like, rah-rah situation that I hate. These, I hate them in sports. I hate them in everywhere. You're just saying stuff to say stuff. It's not even, it's like, this is like, you're not a uniter. You're not doing anything. There's a lot missing from this quote highlight. As I noticed. And we'll be stronger a year from now than we are today. This is our moment to meet and overcome the challenges of our time. And we will, as one people, one America, the United States of America. God bless you all, and may God protect our troops. All right. There's actually, there's actually more missing from that than I had expected. Um, 
Let's see if we go to the full one. Fucking ass. My advice, of course, is to do your research, obviously. Economic assistance, humanitarian assistance. It's We're giving forward, yeah. theory led to a weaker economic growth, lower wages, bigger deficits, and a widening gap. Blah, 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 blah. Jojo. There you go. Thanks, buddy. And will ease long-term inflationary pressures. Top business leaders, and I believe most Americans support the plan. And here's the plan. First, cut the cost of prescription drugs. Yes, we're going through that crap. So that's my plan, but we have to go more detail later. I'm going to grow, we will grow the economy, lower the cost of families. Yeah, yeah, made yeah. Because of your resilience and the tools that we have been provided by this Congress. Tonight, I can say we're moving forward safely back to a no, norm, more normal routines. They left We've a lot of studying out of the high, in the fight stuttering out of the highlight reels. Where severe cases are down to a level not seen since July of last year. Just a few days ago, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. Oh my God, this whole mask. We'll never give up on vaccinating more Americans. 90%. Oh, that was my favorite line. Treatments. If you get COVID-19, the Pfizer pill reduces your chances of ending up in the hospital by 90%. Now, how do they know that? Okay, how do they know a pill that it's not out yet will reduce your chances of going to the hospital by 90%? How? That's like, it's an impossible thing, I think, to to measure. You Because you, there's only one of you, so they can't do something where it's like, well, you, you didn't take the pill, so you want to, there's no proof of that. It's like when they said the same thing with the vaccine. There's no proof of it. It's these mind-boggling situations and these word plays that they love to tell you and these numbers. There's no proof in I've that. I've ordered more pills for a pill that doesn't anyone exist. in the world has. Pfizer's working overtime to get us a million pills this month and more than double that next yeah, month. Yeah, more drugs. Yeah, that's the answer, drugs. to treat initiative. So people can get tested at a pharmacy and if they prove positive, receive the antiviral pills on the spot at... Okay, so they want to give you these antiviral pills from, from, from Pfizer. Now, here's a fun little fact. I, ivermectin would have worked from day one. Would have worked from day one. And the issue that they had, that they, a lot of doctors and honest doctors would admit that they will not give you ivermectin is because ivermectin is a uh, off-patent drug that anybody can make. So when they're not making their money, they're going to tell you it doesn't work. So if you had COVID, you could have been given ivermectin, but then they, they, they put a block on it. This is the bullshit backdoor dealings that, that this government does and that all governments do. And it's such a fucking lie. It is. Because plenty of people could do a lot better with early treatment in multiple ways. It's been proven that they, and it's, it's, and they, they, refute, and they refute it to the line their pockets. So the fact that we got to take a pill now from fucking from uh, from Pfizer, I wouldn't be surprised if it's an ivermectin pill they're going to charge thirty five dollars a piece for or something stupid. To be honest with you, I really don't. I would I, I wouldn't doubt it one fucking bit. No cost. You know, compromised or have some other vulnerability. We've made hundreds of millions of tests available, and, and no one's using them. You can order another variants. Over the and if Congress provides the funds we need, we'll have new stockpiles of tests, masks, pills right, ready. If nobody, n- no, nobody, I can't promise need- a new variant won't come. Okay, but I can't. We're gonna have if, if new variants come in, we're gonna have all these tests. They can't test for these variants. That's that's a that's an amazing little thing. Masks, pointless masks. We already know masks don't work. 
We'll have multiple ways to scare the shit out of you again. Can feel safe and begin to return to their offices. School. It's not dangerous to return to your office. It's not. Most people have probably had COVID. More than the reporting, because most people went asymptomatic. In England, they found out that 92% of the school children had the antibodies to fight COVID. And a majority of those kids didn't even know. So, there's, there's, again, a lot of information that I'm telling you in order to push ways to, to, to line their pockets again. It, it's, it's, it's disgusting. It's down by 77%. Most Americans can remove their masks. Oh, my God, he's still talking about Use these tools. You may want a million vaccine doses. Time with one another. The worst of all, the much the loss of life. Oh, here he goes with a sad story. This moment to reset. So stop looking at COVID as a partisan dividing line. See it for what it is. A god-awful disease. Let's stop sending each, seeing each other as enemies. And start seeing each other for who we are. Fellow Americans. I want to share something with you. Like he says, we'll stop looking at it as a as a bipartisan uh, talking point. I mean, okay, the the left was the mastermind behind this whole idea that you know you're a Trump supporter, or you're this and that, you're a terrible person because you're not wearing a mask and not doing this, and because of like th- they started the whole thing. They legitimately started the whole thing. The media did. They carried it on. He started it. And it's it's funny because this is the whole thing where he says I'm so unifying, I'm so um, doing this for the for the for the for the country. This like like here. This is my fa- this is my favorite proof right here. Excuse, no excuse for anyone being unvaccinated. This continues to be a pandemic of the unvaccinated. So st- thank you. You know, so he like don't don't blow smoke up our asses. Don't. You continuously told us this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. When we find out that the vaccinated people were giving it to each other more than unvaccinated people based off of their their numbers alone. It ridiculous. Dude, they like to stand up and clap like simple bullshit. We can't change how divided we've been. You keep dividing us. But we can change how to move forward on COVID-19 and other issues that we must face together. I recently visited New York City Police Department days after the funerals of Officer Wilbur Mora and his partner, Officer Jason Rivera. Oh my God, an ad, seriously? But what game is this, golf rival? They're responding to a 9-11 call when a man shot and killed them that they later chose to parole to uh, patrol as police officers. I spoke with their families, and I told them they were forever in debt for their sacrifices. You have been around for a while. I've worked with you on these issues for a long time. I know what works. Investigating crime prevention and community policing, cops who walk the beat, who know the neighborhood, and who can restore trust and safety. Let's not abandon our streets or choose between safety and equal justice. Let's come together and protect our communities, restore trust, and hold law enforcement accountable. That's why the Justice Department has required body cameras, banned chokeholds, and restricted no-knocks warrants for its officers. That's why the American Rescue Plan that you all Everything has provided to do with the plan. $350 billion 
that cities, states, and counties can use to hire more police, invest in more proven strategies. <clears throat> proven strategies like people some hope. We should all agree the answer is not to defund the police. It's to fund the police. All right, this might have been the biggest bullshit statement of the night. I mean, it's not bullshit as in, like, it's a horrible thing that he wants to do this. It's bullshit because these were the same people who allowed and championed the phrase defund the police literally painted in the street. Okay? These Democrats are the same people in 21 city major cities. Democrat cities across the country that literally did defund the police, okay? And that it came out like $830 million alone just in these 21 cities were taken away from the police departments and people were losing their jobs to lower patrols. They change, they sit there wants to come combat these crimes. When he, and he specifically brings up New York in a state that sends more people to arrest a nine-year-old for not wearing a mask in a restaurant than they do for this, these two police officers who are unfortunately killed for a domestic, in a, uh, a domestic violence call. Okay, and then he's also got the same AG in New York who sits there and lets people go out not on bail. Same thing happens in California where a guy sits there and committed, was arrested three times in one day and was released on the no bail policy same thing here okay they do the same thing here and make it a, make it in, i mean in new york they make it affordable bail so don't sit to you say you want to combat stuff when you're sitting there and allow these ridiculous unsafe rulings to go through do i agree there needs to be body cams in every cop absolutely and all and i even was speaking with some the other day where i said all the body cams footage should be uploaded every night so all the people can watch them they should i don't care if it's evidence or not Everybody should be able to watch them. If it's there, it's there, okay? If, and it, sh it should be uploaded on, on the internet and people should be able to watch them if they, if they choose to, even, even though 99% of the time it's probably going to be boring, okay? And at the same time, as the, because, because they were championing defunding the police for two years since George Floyd died, okay? The increases in murder in Chicago, up 34%. Minneapolis, up 236%. In Portland, up 137%. In New York City, up 50%. In Philadelphia, up 66%. Okay, crime rate has skyrocketed. Absolutely skyrocketed because they wanted to defund the police. Okay? It took out $840 million from these, and it's absolutely ridiculous i'm sorry it was 29 major cities that they took it out of so don't sit there and fucking flip the script and act like oh we're so fucking um so uh you know against you know this horrible stuff with the police i mean it's just it makes me sick it, it makes me absolutely sick that they do this and like it, this is the most egregious thing they've they, they flip-flopped on it's fine i agree with this is one thing i agree with fund the police Another thing I agree with them saying. But the fact that they're sitting there acting like they didn't spend two fucking years of chaos allowing criminals to loot places, which they do now. You are allowed to, in California, you know, loot places as long as you and walk out of stores with bags full of goods and not get arrested. They allow for crime. They love criminals. The Democrats love criminals. So it's the biggest crock of shit 
that that he says that the crime rate in this country is up because of them again it's one of those things where they're like we're going to cause a problem so we can solve the problem be the ones who solve the problem it's unfucking believable resources and training i asked congress to pass proven measures to reduce gun violence pass universal background checks why should anyone on the terrorist list be able to purchase a weapon they're not so um again i don't know what he has no idea how this works not a clue folks they're lying to you again ban assault weapons with high capacity magazines hold up a hundred rounds you think the deer are wearing kevlar vests look repeal he said that before you know when they say this is one of the stupid talking points like they, they love to say oh they're wearing kevlar like dude people like just go out and shoot like it's a fucking hobby okay they want to shoot 100 rounds into a tree or whatever or or, or, or metal a, a metal sign or whatever the hell they do on these at these gun ranges let them who cares now you can't sit there at the very beginning of this thing and champion the ukrainian people for fighting back who have had to be given guns by the government to fight back and protect themselves and then tell people in this country that you do not need guns. It's the biggest hypocritical bullshit that it could possibly be. It really fucking is. It's so fucking sad. You get people in the second, these anti-Second Amendment people, you know, who are sitting there, you know, making up excuses again because the, the, the pro-Second Amendment people are saying, see, this is why we need guns, using the Ukraine thing as an example. They're like, oh, that's not going to stop a missile. Well, you said we can't have those things. Well, now we should. You know, it's it's such fucking hypocritical bullshit. And no, if you are on a terrorist watch list, you cannot get a gun. Sorry. There's there's a federal background check every time you try to purchase a gun. I know that. I'm not even a gun person. Liability shield. It makes gun manufacturers the only industry in America that can't be sued. The only one. Okay. First of all, that is a lie again, because you should not... First of all, they can be sued. If the gun is broken and it shoots back and shoots you in the face or hurts you, and it's a malfunction... And it's a manufacturing issue. You can sue them, okay? But you, just because you manufactured a gun and it killed somebody, and someone used it to kill somebody, it does not mean that you can sit there and sue the gun manufacturer. They did not make that person kill people. Pete, the idea that they keep saying that guns have their own fucking brains and can pull their own triggers is absolutely amazing to me. That means that when a, every car, time someone's killed in a car accident, or killed with a fork or killed with a spoon, or killed with a fucking knife, killed with a, someone someone wearing steel-toed boots, they can sue the manufacturer of those products. That's all he's saying. It's the biggest crock of shit on the planet. It really is. It's such fucking garbage. Like you, and the funny thing is, if this vaccine kills you, you can't sue the fucking manufacturer of them. How fucked up is that? That's like, that's fucking crazy. That's so stupid and ass backwards. It really is. Okay? As far as it stands now, yes, it should be some places should have stricter gun laws, I suppose. You know, but it's not as easy as everybody claims that it is. It's such a fucking lie, and it's the biggest crock of shit against the Second Amendment. Vote and have it counted. And look, it's under assault. In state after state, new laws have been passed. Not only suppress the vote, we've been there before, but to subvert the entire election. We can't let this happen. Tonight I call on the Senate to pass, pass the Freedom to Vote Act, pass the John Lewis Act, Voting Rights Act. See, the fact that the federal government is, okay, first of all, him, by him saying 
what he's talking about with this voting thing, whatever. He's saying that his this past election wasn't legitimate and there was a problem with the system. That's what he's saying, okay? The states passing these laws are not making it so you can't vote. It's the biggest fucking lie going as far as voting is concerned. In fact, his state of Delaware that he loves so fucking much has stricter, has stricter voting regulations than the states that pass new laws for um, voter ID and such. Okay, if people actually woke up and looked at these laws and saw how much they actually are better, I mean, God forbid that people have to show an ID or actually, if they're physically able to, go vote in person. God fucking forbid. It's unbelievable, this whole bullshit of, um, you know, our democracy is at, is at stake and all this shit. It's not. These people are trying to literally run elections on the federal level, which should not be done should not be done. I don't care if it's a federal election because federal and local elections are, are, are um, voted on on the same day. So it's absolutely ridiculous. So he's saying that the system that he they've got him in office, installed him in the office, is, isn't working. That's essentially what he's saying. It's unfucking believable I'd, I'd like to honor someone who dedicated his life to serve this country. Justice Breyer, an Army veteran, constitutional scholar. We all know, no matter what your ideology, we all know one of the most serious constitutional responsibility a president has is nominating someone to serve a family of public school educators and police officers. All right, I'm done listening to this, so I can't do it. It makes me sick. But I think you guys get the point. All right, the state of the actual union, the actual state of the union is not, is, is not well. It is not. And everything he said there, basically what you had to do was take everything he said and look behind the reasoning for what he said. It. And that, that's the State of the Union. You know, when he says people can't afford things, it's because inflation's up. It's up 7.5%, 7, 7. and that doesn't include gas prices. It's not in food, uh, in food, include, excuse me, regular goods like clothing and such. It only includes, like, food, basically. Okay? So... Um, and that's a, and then you get specific products like eggs and such are up like sixty percent and meats that are up like forty percent and all that stuff. Okay, so and everybody's gonna tell you and you're gonna talk like I had this brief comment battle with this gentleman from England who's like we all have supply chain issues, inflation's up everywhere. But here's the difference, all right? Our inflation's up from spending money. All right, the supply chain issue around the world. Is is and they, they, their supply chain issue is a lot worse than ours. In in all honesty, because getting stuff to their ports is a lot more difficult than it is to get to our ports. Okay, so yes, theirs is called from supply supply chain issues. Ours is caused from supply chain issues on top of the spending that they want to continuously do. You cannot throw money into into an economy when no one's buying anything. All right, and fake buy stuff. It doesn't work that way. Okay, that, that's it, it's it's stupid. So you got to take those things and what he said and kind of just flip them backwards. I mean, the majority of us already know that. So anyway, I'm, I'm done dealing with this bullshit. <laughs> and uh, I do like appreciate you guys for uh, for listening. Um, the next podcast this weekend is going to be something totally different. Not totally different. I mean, trying to get away from a little politics here and there as much as I can. But, you know, there's a lot of stuff that goes on. So I got I to gotta throw my two cents out there. Um, so... Hopefully you listen this weekend and see a little bit different. It has to do with politics, but not <laughs> if we do it, I'm assuming. But anyway, until then, thank you for listening. This is the Our Chitty Opinion Podcast, triggering leftists one opinion at a time. You can always leave a text or a voicemail at 339-224-4341. Thank you very much. And until next time, see you.
be 